When I was younger, the things I focused on the most were all about me. That is, who I might marry, what I might do for a living, the kind of house I might live in, what car I would drive. It was all about ambition, plans, and dreams. Just before going away to college, I remember sitting in our local church, just me and the Lord. We began to talk, and by we, I mean me. I told God, wasn't sure where the next several years might lead me, but I knew I was going to be making decisions that would affect my entire life. I promised him, even though I might not always do the right thing, especially when it came to practicing my faith, I will come back to you. I cried a little bit that day, and then I left. I wish I could say I cried because I realized how amazingly arrogant I had just been. But I didn't. It was my, ability, was my lack of ability to self-reflect that must have fallen asleep. That reminds me of the virgins in today's gospel. There isn't anything wrong with them falling asleep. After all, when the bridegroom was delayed, there was no telling when he might show up. And who knows, maybe God would communicate with them in a dream. He had certainly done that before. Think of Joseph, the favorite son of Jacob, or Joseph, the husband of Mary. But there's something wrong when we don't do as they did, put their dreams into actions, and those actions into the proper order. That is what the first reading is all about. We need not only knowledge, but wisdom. Figuring out the right college or career path is certainly knowledge, but not necessarily wisdom. Wis knowledge is knowing how things work. Wisdom is knowing why. It's seeing God as God sees things, not as we do. Of course, as for perfection, that is beyond us. But what isn't beyond us is praying for wisdom, accepting the wisdom given us by the Holy Spirit, and drawing nearer to Christ, who is wisdom. It is in drawing near that we are active, not passive. To attain wisdom, we have to do something. That is the problem with the virgins who ran out of oil. They lacked the wisdom, the foresight that they needed. Without wisdom, they were powerless to forestall the disaster which they had unwillingly created for themselves. As we think more broadly about the parable, the oil could be anything in life. But think for a moment what it means as a symbol of the gifts given us by the Holy Spirit. In my own case, I walked out of the church that day 
as a young man without nearly enough oil, lacking the knowledge to be aware of it and the wisdom to prevent it. Talk about a lack of prudence. And I am not alone. Consider the number of souls who have unwittingly allowed themselves to drift away from the faith and allow the oil to burn down to nothing. It was half the virgins in the parable. The percentage of fallen away Catholics probably far exceeds that. So what can we do about it? Well, again, I could use myself as an example. Two years after my college experience began, I met my future wife, Florence. As we began to make plans for a life together, one big thing had changed. Together, we went to Mass. God was now part of my life again, yet in a new way, because we weren't just showing up. We actively sought his counsel and guidance through the Holy Spirit. It wasn't always perfect. We made our share of mistakes. But we knew where the oil was. And we knew that the sacraments, especially the Eucharist, were going to keep us in plentiful supply of it. This is the challenge for all of us. We all know smart people outside the church who seek a false light or no light at all. Perhaps they think they know Jesus or they and Jesus have an understanding, but the truth is their oil is running out. These are not strangers. They are people in our own families, our friends, and our places of work. Whoever they are, they need to be reminded where the oil is. The church is still the same. Jesus Christ is still the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It is we who have changed. So again, what can we do? Use the oil to keep the lamp burning. In other words, don't be afraid to do what Christ urged us on the Sermon on the Mount. Be the light of the world, the city set on a hill. Don't be afraid to live the faith out loud for anyone and everyone to see. It isn't wrong for people to have ambitions, plans, and dreams. I wasn't wrong to tell God about them that fateful day long ago. Where I went wrong was to rely on the worldly knowledge and forsake the deeper knowledge that God gives, the knowledge that helps us make right judgments about the world and see how those judgments are related to the most important things of all, to eternal life and to becoming who I was created to be in the first place. In his infinite mercy, God didn't close the door when I walked out. The door to salvation remained open but as the parable reminds us, the time will come when he will close it. 
then it will be too late. Whatever oil we possess will be all that we will have. So let us do two things in the time that is left. First, use the oil, the grace God gives us to be light to others. And second, use that light to show everyone the door which leads to eternal life. It is still open. How much longer? God only knows.